48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. The government proposes banning lawmakers and district councillors who violate their oaths of office allegiance from public office for five years. A woman's in critical condition after her COVID-19 diagnosis was delayed and people eligible for COVID jabs rushed to sign up for the citywide vaccination programme. The government is proposing legal changes to require all district councillors take a pledge of allegiance with any who are disqualified for breaching the oath to be banned from running for office for five years. Under a draft law, the same ban will also apply to disqualified legislators. Priscilla Ng reports. Secretary for Constitutional and Mainland Affairs Eric Zhang says examples of conduct considered a breach of the oath will also be written in the statute book, including advocating or supporting Hong Kong independence, seeking the intervention of external forces in the SAR's affairs, performing or intending to perform acts that would undermine the political system in Hong Kong, and insulting the national anthem or other symbols of China's sovereignty. He says there'll be two non-exhaustive lists laying out what sort of things are considered to be in Hong Kong's overall interest and what are not. It's not difficult to understand what is the overall interest of Hong Kong, and I, I will not give uh, every scenario. Mr. Zhang says a councillor's past conduct may be taken into consideration when authorities assess whether he or she has lived up to the Pledge of Allegiance. It depends on the actual situation. Mr. Zhang says the Justice Secretary would ask the courts to make an order to disqualify any lawmakers or district councillors deemed to have breached the oath, and those accused would be suspended pending the court's decision. The draft law is expected to be tabled to LegCo on March the 17th. The government says four serving district councillors will almost certainly lose their seats if the amendments are passed. That's because Lester Shum, Tiffany Yun, Fergus Leung and Tat Cheng had already been disqualified by returning officers last year when they registered to run in the abandoned LegCo elections. Mr Shum accused the government of crushing dissent and said he will continue to serve until the very last moment. His colleague Roy Tan says he thinks all pro-democracy notions would effectively be banned under the proposed amendments. The amendments of the bills are very harsh and some of the statements are really uh, contradictory to some of the beliefs of the de- uh, democracy camp. So we are very disappointed that the government no longer allows the voices from the district, district councillors to voice out the issues related to the society and democracy. Health authorities have revealed that a 55-year-old woman is in intensive care after she waited for several days to receive her positive test result for coronavirus. Wendy Wong has details. The woman who works in a cake shop at the Royal Plaza Hotel in Mongkok developed a fever on Monday last week and visited a private doctor two days later. She submitted a saliva sample for testing to the hospital authority on Friday. But the woman who has an underlying condition didn't get her test result back and her symptoms persisted. She saw a private doctor on Monday this week and was referred to the Prince of Wales Hospital. The result of a swab test at the hospital came back preliminary positive, while the result of the saliva test carried out three days before also came back positive around the same time. A chief manager at the hospital authority, Dr Sarah Ho, conceded that it's taking longer at the moment for test results to come back. But she said the collection of saliva samples by the authority is aimed at people with no symptoms and those who are sick should seek medical treatment as quickly as possible. The woman is one of a dozen new preliminary positive cases. 
The Center for Health Protection says there are 12 new confirmed coronavirus infections, 11 of which were locally acquired. The government will relax the limit on group gatherings from two to four people starting from midnight. Critics had said a two-person limit no longer made sense, as up to four people can sit at one table at restaurants. Meanwhile, two buildings in Sampo Kong were sealed off as the authorities imposed their first ambush-style lockdowns in two weeks. Residents of Cambridge Building and Tongseng Mansion are required to get tested for COVID before 2am and authorities aim to end the operation by 7 in the morning. Authorities have confirmed only one case but say the risk of infection is elevated because there are many subdivided flats at the blocks. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is coming up to 5 minutes past 11. People eligible for COVID-19 vaccinations have rushed to book appointments to be inoculated, with around 70,000 taking up all the available spots for the next two weeks as authorities started accepting appointments today. Around 200 people have already gotten their jabs in a trial run, as Vicky Wong reports. All the participants are from priority groups deemed to be at high risk of infection. They were invited by the Centre for Health Protection to get jabs at the Central Library in Causeway Bay as authorities conducted a test run of the vaccination scheme. A 61-year-old man, Mr Chan, says he's lucky to be among the first in Hong Kong to receive the jab. Officials have also been urging people to leave politics out of it, but 65-year-old Mr Wu insists it's the patriotic thing to do to receive the mainland-made jab. I'm Chinese, so I want to take the forehand because I support my country. A nurse who works in an isolation ward at Pamela Yud Nethersole Eastern Hospital was also there for the jab. She urged people to take whatever vaccine is available, saying inoculation is the only way to stop the virus from spreading. The district court has granted anonymity to more than half of the prosecution's witnesses at the trial of eight men linked to the Yunlong gang attack in 2019. Priscilla Ng reports. The eight defendants are alleged to have been among a group of white-clad men who attacked passengers and bystanders with bamboo sticks and wooden poles inside Yunlong MTR station on July the 21st, 2019, putting at least 45 people in hospital. Fourteen of the prosecution's 25 witnesses have been granted anonymity, including 11 victims of the rampage. The court ordered lawyers and the media not to reveal the identity of the witnesses, warning it would amount to contempt of court if anyone did so. Prosecutors also read out a list of the alleged evidence that they would present during the trial, including CCTV camera footage captured at the MTR station, videos taken by bystanders, as well as items that had been recovered by railway staff inside the station. Two of the defendants in the case, Lam Kun Leung and Lam Kai Ming, have already pleaded guilty to rioting. The other six deny any wrongdoing. The vice chairwoman of the Basic Law Committee, Maria Tam, says the MPC Standing Committee will have to decide on reforms to the SAR's electoral system because Hong Kong doesn't have enough lawmakers left to do it itself. Violet Wong reports. Maria Tam told an RTHK program that a five-step mechanism for amending electoral methods as stipulated in the basic law cannot be used to make the electoral reforms called for by, among others, Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office Chief Xia Baolong. She said that's because the arrangement requires the endorsement of a two-thirds majority of all 70 LegCo members, and there are simply not enough lawmakers left in the council after all the pan-democratic councillors were either disqualified or resigned. 
Chief Executive Carrie Lam says Beijing has to get involved in solving Hong Kong's political problems in order to ensure that one country, two systems survives. Wendy Wong has more. Beijing is very worried about what's been going on in Hong Kong, the CE says, and is getting involved now so that one country, two systems can continue in future. Her comment comes after the head of Beijing's Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office, Xia Baolong, said the territory's electoral system needs to be reformed to make sure the SAR's leadership is composed of only staunch patriots. The CE notes that Mr Xia cited a series of issues over the years in Hong Kong, including the government's failed attempts to introduce national security legislation under Article 23 of the Basic Law, the Occupy Central Movement in 2014, and the social unrest of 2019. How did we come to this stage that the central government has to solve problems regarding Hong Kong's political and electoral systems? Whenever some controversial issues emerged, some people would incite hatred against the central government, she said. Mrs. Lam says Beijing wants to solve Hong Kong's problems to prevent the situation from worsening to the point where the one country, two systems principle can no longer be implemented. Chief Executive Carrie Lam said the government has no plans to introduce legislation that prohibits insulting public officials for now. Civil Service Chief Patrick Nibbs said last week the government was considering introducing laws to criminalise insults to public officials. But Mrs Lamb said ahead of the weekly Executive Council meeting, the administration has other priorities. We are not in a so-called very mature stage of considering a legislation in that respect. But it has been the aspiration of many of my frontline officers it's not just police officers, but many public officers uh, in the front line in recent years, they have been intimidated, threatened and um, insulted uh, in carrying out their duties. And this is no good for a civic society. But one day, if we were to legislate, um, I think we would be very careful in striking the needed balance. To business news, HSBC has reported a post-tax profit of 6.1 billion US dollars, 30% down on last year. Group chief executive Noel Quinn said the pandemic had caused a large rise in credit losses and interest rate cuts had hit revenue. But the bank did announce a resumption of dividend payments at 15 cents per share. Mr Quinn says the dividend policy will be changing going forward. We are also resetting our dividend policy in the future to strike a balance between providing good income and supporting future growth. In future, we're aiming to deliver sustainable cash dividends while transitioning towards a payout ratio of 40 to 55% from 2022. We're no longer going to offer a script dividend and we'll consider share buybacks beyond the near term where no immediate opportunity for capital redeployment exists. This is a measured policy that gives us the flexibility to invest and grow the business in future. Profit before tax for its Hong Kong business fell 32% year-on-year to 8.2 billion US. But the bank is adopting a new strategy to try to seize more of the Asian market. Mr Quinn confirmed reports that HSBC is considering moving more staff to Hong Kong, but that most senior executives, including himself, will stay in the UK. I am looking at... Some of those roles, particularly frontline business line roles, being based in Hong Kong as an option. And so that's the global heads of business. Some of those roles potentially being based in Hong Kong. We haven't firmed up our plans yet, 
when we do, we'll let everybody know, including our own people first. I also want to confirm the vast majority of my senior executive roles will remain based here in London, including myself and Ewan and our functional head. The bank will continue to be domiciled in London, but I think it is important for some of the executive team to be closer to the growth opportunities, particularly those in frontline roles uh, serving the global businesses. HSBC shares surged more than 6% immediately after the results announcement, but gave back most of its gains soon after, finishing the date up just 0.4%. The government has announced that the World Trade Organization has agreed to set up a dispute settlement panel over Washington's decision to label goods made in Hong Kong as being made in China. Violet Wong has details. Former President Donald Trump had ordered the change in the labelling of local products amid Sino-US trade tensions, and it has been in effect since mid-November. In January, the new Biden administration blocked the SAR's first request to raise the issue to the WTO. Now the World Trade Body has granted the Hong Kong government's second request at a meeting in Geneva. A Hong Kong representative told the body that the government believes the new labelling cannot be justified, violates WTO rules and damages the SAR's interests as a member of the organisation. The Commerce and Economic Development Bureau also says 13 WTO members have indicated their interest to join meetings of the panel as third parties. The Australian government has resolved a dispute with Facebook over proposed legislation which would force tech companies to pay to use news content in Australia. The social media firm sparked outrage last week by blacking out news for its Australian users. But a last-minute compromise means Facebook will not be penalised so long as they reach some deals with local media firms to pay for news. They will also get an additional two months to broker those agreements. Australian Treasurer Josh Frydenberg welcomed the deal. Well, Facebook has refriended Australia, and Australian news will be restored to the Facebook platform. And Facebook has committed to entering into good faith negotiations with Australian news media businesses in seeking to reach agreements to pay for content. The authorities in Malaysia say they've repatriated more than a 1,000 people to Myanmar despite a court order meant to stop their deportation. The Immigration Department said they were sent back on three Burmese Navy ships. It claimed none were asylum seekers or ethnic Rohingya refugees. A reminder of our top stories tonight, the government proposes banning lawmakers and district councillors who violate their oaths of allegiance from public office for five years. A woman's in critical condition after her COVID-19 diagnosis was delayed and people eligible for COVID jabs rushed to sign up for the citywide vaccination programme. The news from RTHK. The government is providing free COVID-19 vaccination for all residents. Priority groups include those who are highly susceptible to infection or have increased risk. You can book online. Vaccination is being offered at community vaccination centers in 18 districts, hospitals, and designated clinics in phases. Outreach service at care homes is also provided. Protect yourself and others. Get vaccinated. Book at covidvaccine.gov.hk. Yo. 
Started for the second hour of the late show for this Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning, 23rd of February 2021. That was Cliff Richard and the Shadows, the Young Ones. I'm Simon Wilson sitting in for Uncle Ray, the world's most durable DJ, sheltering in place during this current COVID spike. We'll be back as soon as it's safe to return. In the meantime, playing the music of the 60s, 70s, and 80s for about another 11 minutes or so. Then we're going to slow things down with assorted ballads and easy listening take it all the way through to one with just a wee hint of nostalgia if there's something you'd like to hear two double three double eight two six six is the number girl went back to napoli because she missed the scenery the native dances and the charming songs but wait a minute something's wrong Up Sigiliano, all you calabrese do the mambo like a crazy with a hey, mambo. Don't want a tarantella, hey, mambo. No more the mozzarella, hey, 